Morning, folks. It's good to see you all here today. Good to be in 2019, and so I hope you come ready today to kind of get your spiritual year started off right. Uh, it's always an opportunity. We turn the calendar over. We can think about some things, ponder some things, evaluate some things. It's perfect time, good time to uh, just do that sort of pondering and let God say, okay, maybe a new direction, um, new habits. It's going to be my purpose today is to try to get us to think about what new perspective in our life will do for us. All right? Children's church. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, that's going to let, let me segue right into what I'm about to say. Uh, we so easily forget, don't we? Children's church, 2018 to 2019. We signed 2018 and then remember it's 2019. Uh, but you know what? We can, we can forget who we are. On my way up today, I was listening to a uh, song called, it's called Creed by Rich Mullins. It's a song that I used to listen to way back in college, getting serious about my faith. It was that Jack Up song, you know, that inspirational song. And it's, uh, it's a great song, but it's very simple lyrics. It really does, he just sings the Apostles' Creed. I believe in the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. I believe the son was crucified, buried, that he was dead, suffered under Pontius Pilate, rose again, ascended to heaven, born of the Virgin Mary. Just really simple facts. But the greatest facts the world has ever known. Facts that can revolutionize my life. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes we forget. How do we remember Back to that time in college when my faith was just beginning to blossom and become more full in my life. And you fast forward through all the many ways that you've grown over the years and also in the ways that life has beaten you up. And you just think, wow, I, I kind of forgot who I was. I kind of forgot who God was. I think I got you there. So a new perspective. Let's let him change us today, all right? This, uh, a couple of weeks ago, this, uh, we went to Kentucky, Christmas vacation, but we also went up to see the Noah's Ark, the life-size Noah's Ark, just outside of Cincinnati. Uh, just down the road a little ways is also the Creation Science Museum, which we also went to. And here's my case in point. You can forget who you are and that a great and almighty God created you, gave us life, created this world. How do we forget that? How do we forget and lose sight of the gravity of that? That is purpose-filling. Forget. Get caught in the everyday and we forget. And then Noah's Ark. That's all about a bunch of people who forgot all those important facts. And God had to do something to remind and renew the perceptions of the people of the earth. God even said, I am grieved that I have made man because he's forgotten about me. I think you and I get caught in that web too. So that's the way I want to start us out today. But first, let's just go to him and pray. 
Great God in heaven, bring down and destroy the perceptions in our life that don't match up with you, that don't match up with the, one, the way you want us to think and to feel and to act. God, grow us today, but mostly, mostly, just draw us closer to you today so we get to know you again, get to know you better. Lord, this is our prayer. We ask it in your name. Amen. Hey, why don't you pull this out? The insert in your bulletin real quick. Uh, somebody was chiding me this morning that since I've got all the scriptures on this piece of paper, the part in the bulletin where you write the sermon notes is empty. And somebody said, oh, good, we can color. Well, there, I provided you a space to color, okay? I'm assuming you got all the coloring out of the way during the worship part of the service, and now you're ready to listen, right? Oh, sorry. (laughs) Well, I've color-coded this for you, so we're all colored up, right? This is going to be our sermon today for the most part. Someone says, I think you've preached that one before. Okay, yeah, I have. But uh, here it is, our sermon today. Just like a Christmas tree, right? You could call this a Christmas tree sermon, color-coded for us. You could call it that. You don't have to call it that. This is Paul, and this is Peter. And I've just put two of what they have written, scriptures, side by side. We're going to just go down through them. And you and I are going to diagnose our dissatisfaction. We're going to see maybe what causes it. And we're going to see how we can get to a point of satisfaction. This sermon comes complete with three points like every good sermon should. You see, the first one is accurate beliefs. And I'm going to submit this idea to you today to chew on, that it is your beliefs that are going to fuel and power all of those actions, those resolutions that you've made this year. And if we don't have the accurate beliefs, the resolutions are probably going to dry up and go away. And also, we're not going to get the satisfaction, but only dissatisfaction. All right? And then point number three is to say, hey, we've got to be consistent about this and remember it. So, you can see up at the top, point number one, we're going to start with accurate beliefs. You can see it's color-coded. We're going to go through these two scriptures. In the orange, we have the beliefs. The yellow is whether those beliefs are accurate or inaccurate. And the blue and the pink are the resulting satisfaction or dissatisfaction that we get from whether those beliefs are accurate or inaccurate. So, with that, let's just jump in. This is Paul writing to Timothy. If anyone teaches inaccurate, false doctrines and does not agree, that's your beliefs, to the sound instruction, this is accurate beliefs of our Lord Jesus Christ and to godly teaching... And here's point blank Paul. (laughs) He's conceited and understands nothing. I will be willing to say this. If I am a person that understands nothing, I am just not going to get to the behaviors, the actions, and the outcomes that I really want down in my heart in life. He has an unhealthy interest. These are the corruption, the dissatisfaction that comes in controversies and quarrels. 
about words that result in envy, strife, malicious talk, evil suspicions, and constant friction between men of corrupt mind. This is the dysfunction that comes from a person who has not been cleaned out and renewed by accurate, life-giving beliefs in Jesus Christ. Now, I was there. I was out at the lake this morning, and I'm re-listening to the Creed song, and the tears are just flowing. I forgot who I was, and I forgot how powerful God is. I anchored back to a time in my life where I did remember those things, and those perceptions were crystal clear in my life, and they fueled me, and they fired me. And I hope that you can get that out of what we talk about today. Let's continue. These men of corrupt mind who have been robbed of the truth, what a horrible position to be in, and who think that godliness is a means to financial gain. Well, that's pretty backwards, isn't it? You've seen those guys on the TV, haven't you? All right, Paul says this, but godliness with contentment is great gain. Let's take a minute and let's focus on that word contentment. That's my word for the day. And you might be saying, that's your word you're coming with, Ben? Contentment? That's the word my parents used to say to me when I wanted more ice cream, right? Contentment, ooh. It just feels like you're settling for something less, right? Well, before you take that perception, maybe let's be guided by Paul's perception. What's he say? You read it. Contentment is what? Just say it. Yeah. Great gain. You believe him? You really believe that? How about a definition? Contentment. A state of happiness and satisfaction. I tell you, that's great gain. Real great gain. Are you there? Have you forgotten how to get there? See, you got an enemy of your soul who doesn't want you anywhere near that. He doesn't want you anywhere close to that. And so he's going to be throwing stuff at you throwing all kinds of things at you that are not accurate beliefs and perceptions. He's going to drag you down, and just like me, you'll forget. But godliness with contentment is great gain. Here's some accurate beliefs. For we bought nothing into this world, we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. All right, now here's some verses coming up that all of you are so familiar with. Let's just maybe see them afresh right now because you and I are in the top 3% wealthiest people in all of the world. So the next verses might hold some sway on us. That is, if we accept, believe them. People who want to get rich fall into temptation. There's dissatisfaction and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge men into ruin and destruction. Paul can't really be any clearer here, can he? For the love of money, that is an inaccurate belief, is the root of all kinds of evil. Now, we got to say it, don't we? He didn't say money is the root. The love of money. We always got to say that one, right? 
This is about our beliefs and our perceptions of money, not money itself. It's just paper. Unless you're poor like me, it's coins. <laughs> the love of money, your perception and belief in it, is a root of all kinds of evil, friend. It's going to tear you down. Some people, he says, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Many griefs doesn't equal satisfaction, does it? Paul here is trying to help us. He says, those who love money fall into a trap. Your inaccurate belief about money is going to put you in a trap. Back in high school, I used to trap, all right? Now, some of you are thinking, I don't like that about you, Ben, because that's kind of cruel. Well, I grew up 30 minutes away in Kentucky, okay? We trapped. It's what we did. It was some extra spending money. Anyway, we trapped. But listen to the story. One morning, I go out to the pond where I had set my traps, and I come up to where one of them is. It's on a culvert of the pond where the, the extra water drains off the other side of the dam. And I see that it is just all tore up. I know I got me something, right? Now, the animal that I had was in the culvert. So I had to take the chain that was on the trap. I got to grab the chain and I got to pull that animal out of there. No easy thing, because I'm on a bank and I don't have very good footing, and you don't want to fall into the ice-cold water at all. So I'm pulling, 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 all right? And I'm pulling, 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 and my dad's helping me pull, pull, pull. And we get the animal out, recognize that it's a raccoon, and as we are doing that, this raccoon lets out a scream that'll be with me forever, I called it blood-curdling. It was an animal that was trapped, fearing for its life. And I even said, I trapped many animals, never really had this problem before, but I even said to my dad, wow, that was, that was not a good scream. And he said, you're right, it wasn't. Ah, I think that God desires so much to help you not be trapped by your inaccurate beliefs. So he lays it out for you quietly, subtly, just wanting you to read, believe, and adjust our perceptions to what he says is truth because it's going to help us. Money. One of the easiest ones that gets us off track. One of the easiest ones that sways our perception, puts us into a trap. And as Paul says, pierces ourselves with many griefs. You got debt? You're a victim of this, aren't you? Let's go over to Peter. Lighten the mood a little bit, huh? Peter says, I'm going to the right now. Peter says, his divine power has given us everything we need. All right, now I've made a mistake here. Given us everything we need should be colored blue because that's life satisfaction, right? And so just I'm going to pause for a second and I'm going to say this. I want you to take this sheet home with you today. I want you to get up, just give yourself 10 extra minutes each morning this week, read down through this, and hopefully at the end of the week we will have new perceptions, all right? And to challenge you, I want to say, I want you to read down through this and see if I forgot to color something 
or if I colored something the wrong color. And you come to me and prove it to me, maybe there might be a little money involved. I just told you to avoid that trap. No, whatever it takes to get you to read this and just do your own little Bible study in the morning, let's do it, all right? He's given us everything we need for life and godliness. That's life satisfaction. He's given us those things through our, here's our beliefs, knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. That's an adjective on that call. He called you through his glory and goodness. All right, now we're talking. Through these, talking about his divine power, he's given us his very great and precious promises. Promises that if you and I believe accurately, they're going to do something for us. So that through them, you may participate in the divine nature and not lose sight or hold of it like I did. And also, benefit, we escape all the corruption and dissatisfaction, the corruption of the world caused by its evil desires. I know I'm kind of being elementary here, but this is just really simple. God's promises, if believed, save you from consequences and give you authentic, true life. Done with the sermon, right? No, we got two more points left. By the way, authentic, true life, that's what I'm going to be talking about tonight in Coon Rapids at our church service at 5. Love to have you come there. Authentic life, it'll be a completely different sermon. So, uh, but not only that, authentic life, we're also going to have some authentic Mexican food. You'll love it. Love to have you be there. Juan and Jessica Trevino. Mm. It'll be good. All right, let's go back down over to the other side, Paul. Let's go point two. Our accurate beliefs are going to lead us to accurate actions. We got a different color code here. Let's just go through it real quick. We have the accurate actions is yellow again, corresponding to our accurate beliefs. We have in blue, again, earthly reward satisfaction. In pink, we have eternal reward satisfaction. Double whammy, win-win, all right? But we have two new colors to add to this thing. Number one, clear to the side, the orange. This is your determination, This is where you get involved. This is where you become a warrior, all right? And then over clear to the far right, you have the green that helps fuel you becoming a warrior. That's your calling, and that's where you gain purpose and power in all of this. That makes you important, purposed, and powerful, all right? So we go back to Paul and remembering Straight up above that, he was just talking about money and the love of it and how it affects us negatively. He says, but you, man of God, that perception and all the other perceptions where we go wrong, I'll let you say the word. What is it? What's the next word? Flee. This is our determination. This is where we ground ourselves in those beliefs and our actions follow. Flee from all of this. Our determination then causes us to pursue righteousness. Flee, pursue. What are we going to pursue? Kind of a list here. Righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Those are all accurate actions. That's why I got them in yellow. He's going to go back to the orange, your determination. 
Fight the good fight. You found, have you heard that one? Yeah, we all know that one. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life. I'm going to stop for a second. Let's, let's just go over it again. Flee, pursue. Fight, take hold. Warrior, right? I got this exercise program that I do. Well, <laughs> well today's the sixth. I've done it four times this year. They come right up, come right up into warrior one. Feels good. Makes you feel good on the inside. Flee, pursue. Fight, take hold. Make you feel good on the inside. So what does Paul say? Fight the good fight. Take a hold of the eternal life to which you were called. This is your purpose. This is what it all boils down to. Take a hold of it. It's there for you to grab. Take a hold of it for which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Some time ago, you made the confession that you said, I believe this stuff. Paul's asking us to retake a hold of all of that stuff that we committed and confessed to. In the sight of God who gives life to everything, that's what we're looking for, and of Christ Jesus, who while testifying before Pontius Pilate, he made his own confession, but his actions followed up with it and corresponded to it. And Paul says, he looks us right in the eyes, I charge you to keep this command without spot or blame. That's your and my determination. How long? Until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which God will bring about in his own timing. Your determination, I'm going to say it again, friends. Your determination will wane and we will give up like those resolutions if our beliefs are not accurate. The beliefs are what give us the fuel. Now, you and I can listen to a good sermon. You can catch one maybe tonight if this one isn't. <laughs> or catch one in the afternoon off of YouTube or something. And it'll get us all inspired for a day or maybe for two days. But the problem with us is that we don't always do anything with what we're hearing that what may inspire us. We don't allow it to be implemented is so well. And then we run into the situation that I was in that you forget. All right, let's skip down to verse 17, Paul says. He's on this again. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor put their hope in wealth. That's a, that's a color I missed. That's not an accurate action. Don't put your hope in wealth. It's inaccurate, which is so uncertain Put your hope in God. There's our accuracy who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. That's the perception that I got to believe. Otherwise, the actions won't come. Command them. Here's another list of accurate actions. Do good. Be rich in good deeds. Be generous and willing to share. Hey, there it is. Do you do those things? Never will be generous in good deeds. I never will be generous, willing to share, unless I believe that God richly provides. So simple. In this way, here comes the eternal reward. They'll lay up treasures for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age 
so that we may take a hold of the life that truly is life, authentic life. All right, let's go to Peter. For this very reason, because of those promises and because of God's divine power we read about above, for this very reason, here's our determination, make every effort to add to your faith. Here's the list of accurate actions. Goodness, to goodness knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. Are you anywhere close to those actions? I find myself lacking. I need to reintroduce myself to God's divine power, to his precious promises. See how this works? Now see, that list right there by Peter corresponds to the yellow list right over there by Paul. These guys are two different guys writing at two different times, but they're saying the same truths. I think there's a Rob Peter to pay Paul joke in there somewhere. I don't know. If I possess those qualities, Peter says, in increasing measure, that's my determination. That's where I'm a warrior. Here's the earthly reward. They'll keep me from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to submit this to you today. That's your heart right there. You want your dreams to come true, don't you? The semi-godly desires that we have that probably we've long forgotten about, maybe for our kids or our family members or whatever it might be, a legacy that you might leave for them, those things, we forget. This list, these actions lead to it coming true. If I possess those qualities, it'll keep me from being unproductive. And then Peter closes up. Therefore, my brothers, verse 30, be all the more eager, there's our determination, to make your purpose, your power, your calling, your election sure. For if you do these things, that's our determination, but it's also our accurate actions. I might have miscolored that one. You will never fall. You will never fall. And you'll receive a rich welcome, here's the win-win, into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Accurate beliefs, fuel, and fire, accurate actions. Accurate actions have all of the benefits that we could ever want, and they lack all of the consequences that we do not want. Point three, never forget. Never forget. Timothy, Paul says, Guard what's been entrusted to your care. Turn away from all this godless chatter, all those opposing ideas of what is falsely called knowledge, which some have professed and so doing have wandered from the faith. Peter kind of says, likewise. So I will always remind you of these things so you don't forget. Even though you know them, isn't that the truth? Everything I've said today we already know. We need a good Peter and a good Paul right here keeping us on task. A brother that takes our arm and walks us through these things. Even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have, I think it's right to refresh your memory. As long as I live in the tent of this body, I wish he was still alive because I know that I will soon put it aside 
as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear for me. And I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. Oh, how easily forget. We forget. Part of our reminder is this table right here. You see the word remember right on the front of it. We go through that. As we go through it every Sunday, do you forget the gravity of what it means? You see, we can believe, but sometimes we lose the life of it all. All that it means. This week, take it home. Ten minutes every morning. Hopefully it will give you some inspiration. But as you are around each morning, God's scriptures and those reminders, he's going to start through his spirit to help them take root in you. You are telling yourself accurate things. You are reminding yourself to flee and to fight. You'll take that with you through that day. And as you do it, your actions will correspond. And after a week of this, we might have something going, huh? With God's help and his Holy Spirit coming down into us, we'll begin to get that life momentum going again. Life will become more optimistic. Doors might begin to open up. And we'll remember. We'll remember. Also, this week as you do this, and as you feel the effects of it, this might be the day or the week that you might anchor back to sometime in the future when maybe you've sensed in your life that you've forgotten again. So make this week a different one. No better time to start the beginning of a new year. Let's get her started off right. Let's remember that what we believe is the fuel and the fire to our actions and what our actions have the ability to get us where we want to go and also to save us from the consequences that we don't want at all. And through all of that, as simple as we've made it sound, we can be reintroduced to who we are and to who God is. I'm going to follow up on this week in your study with a sermon series through creation to help us remember who we are. And then, after that, we're going to traipse through the book of Judges in the Old Testament, and that's going to remind us of who we aren't. But as we talk about who we aren't, we're going to be reminded of who God is in the face of who we aren't and be reminded of his redeeming qualities that stem from the great love that he has for us. So, invite your friends for the next couple of weeks. It'll be life 101, spiritual life 101 stuff, and it'll be good for your soul. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, your sturdiness in the face of our meandering and our forgetfulness is just so much appreciated once we come back and draw close to it once again. Lord, we know in your scriptures that if we draw close to you, you'll draw close to us. And we just want to take that promise right now. We want to get to know you again, God. We want to get a little bit of motivation 
from just seeing how far we have strayed and forgot. Lord, help us in this. It's so difficult for new perceptions to be entrenched and, and held on to. It's so difficult to, to regain and keep life momentum, Lord. We just need your help. Lord, as we're in your scripture this week, reminded of it, just on your side of things, help us with your spirit. Make it real again. Let the scales fall from our eyes and let us see crystal clear again your power. Power of your word. Just renew our mind to all of that. In your name we pray, amen.